Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, I hope everyone had a fantastic Monday. I'm not sure why I chose today of all days to wear the Red Wings sweater. I haven't worn it in uh, in weeks, it feels like, but I am today, even though they got absolutely slapped last night by the Ottawa Senators 6-2. to two. But we're not going to let that get us down as we had another good day yesterday of plays. Got to chat about the AP poll as well, and then we're going to dive into today's slate. But before we do, we got to talk about the great folks over at Bet99, which is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and EPL. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com today to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at sign up. And please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age to do so. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. So let's get into it. We had another good day of plays up on the screen. We went 3-1 and one yesterday. Colorado Moneyline, that was a relative no sweat, 3-0. Um, Ranton scored twice. McKinnon added an empty netter as well. So that was our max play of the day. We had the early play of Rotterdam United double chance versus Swansea City at plus 122. One to one was the final in that game. So they pick up the result. That was huge. And then Baylor minus one and a half. We talked about the fact that, look, the last time they were on that tight turnaround coming off a win, they were able to deliver. They did so once again against Oklahoma State, even though they didn't have Keontae George. Flagler stepped up. He had 13, 6, and 5 in the 74 to 68 victory. The only loser yesterday was the Sixers minus six, and kind of realized that once we finished off the show. Because once I saw everyone in the world was on Philadelphia, I got a little bit concerned. And of course, they lose outright to Miami. So overall, another positive day. We got to play the clip. Hey, it worked. All right. So three in one day, excited about that, ready to head into the final day of February. We're up a ton of units after getting out to a slow start in the month of February. Well, we got to finish strong. And so that's what it's about today. I'm really excited about that one today. So let's start with the AP poll reaction from yesterday. Now, there wasn't a lot of major movement at the top, not that we were expecting there to be. Houston, Alabama, Kansas, UCLA, and Purdue, they still remain the top five. Now, Marquette moved all the way up from the 10 spot to number six. They play tonight against Butler, so looking forward to that one. Baylor up from number nine to number seven with that win against Oklahoma State as well. If they can deliver on the weekend, they may move up even further. 
Gonzaga up two spots to number 10. Kansas State up three spots to number 11. UConn was a big mover last week. They're up four spots to number 14. Indiana up to 15. San Diego State up four spots to 18. And then TCU, one of our favorite teams here, up to 22 as well. Now, there were a few teams that had bad weeks last week, none bigger than Virginia. They moved from number six all the way down to number 13. We're going to see if they can bounce back right away as they take on Clemson tonight, one of the better ACC teams. Miami's down three spots to 16. St. Mary's down two spots to 17. Although that St. Mary's one, that's losing to Gonzaga. There's no shame in that. And then Xavier, they're down three spots to number 19. We also saw quite a few teams hop into the top 25, three to be exact. Maryland up to 21. Huge move for them last week. They had a really good last number of weeks. Kentucky up to number 23. We see this a lot with Calipari teams where they start to get hot at the right time. And then Pittsburgh up to 25. Nice to see another ACC team up there. Jeff Capel could have been fired at the start of the year. He instead now finds himself for the first time in the top 25. So my reaction to this, Houston, still the best team in the country, still our favorite to win it all. I do get a little bit concerned with their conference and it's very Gonzaga-like compared to uh, what we've seen previous years from the Bulldogs. So the Cougars, though, it's nice to see uh, nice to see them up there. Um, Alabama, they're still an embarrassment for how they handled this Brandon Miller situation. Um, regardless of whether this guy's guilty or not, whether he's a criminal, he should have at the very least been taken out of the lineup for a few games so they could figure some things out. I think Virginia is a potential first-round upset for me, especially after the last number of weeks. I'm not sold on them offensively. So I do think that that's a team to watch out for the opening weekend. I didn't think a Big Ten team I would be sold on heading into the tournament. Indiana might have changed my mind. We'll have to see over the next week or two heading into the Big Ten tournament. And lastly, I love to see TCU moving up after injuries hurt them the last couple of months. Now, we got to talk about Carson Wentz being released, potentially washed. I'm joking with that washed part. Well, not really. But, I mean, this has been likely after what we saw last season. Um, just crazy to think that a few years ago, Carson Wentz being an MVP candidate, dealt with a couple of injuries, and now he could be on his way out of the league. Now, I don't know if a team wants to pick him up to be a starter. Probably not. But do they want to pick him up to be a backup? That That's something that I'm unsure of as well. And injuries maybe played a toll in this. Maybe mentally he might be a bit shot as well. But Houston's or Washington sorry, is going to need to figure out the quarterback position. So who do they pursue? You got maybe a veteran option. If you go for Derek Carr, you go for Mariota, maybe Tannehill. Maybe you go all in on Aaron Rodgers for a year if he wants to go there. But maybe also look at what you have in your own building. I know Heineke, you could start him for at least the first number of weeks, see how he plays. He always seems to find a way to win football games. But then maybe look at Sam Howell, who you already have there. I'm mostly getting on my soapbox for Sam Howell. Uh, given that he's on my dynasty team. So I'm very hopeful <laughs> to see him get a start or two after uh, where I drafted him in my dynasty draft last year. But hopefully he plays a little bit. Would be really great to see. But Carson maybe on his way out of the league. I wish I could say I felt bad. But unfortunately, with him being a former Eagle, I don't feel as bad as I should. So with that, let's head over to the daily game slate. Let's chat about what games are on the horizon for today. But before we do, let's play the video.
So there is some English soccer today. FA Cup is mostly what we're looking at. There is a couple of championship games as well. Maybe post a play on that a little bit later on in the day. But when it comes to FA Cup, there's four games to look at. Stokes plus 600 at home against Brighton. This is the championship meets the Premier League. Stokes sitting 17th in the championship table. I would lean Brighton Moneyline as just a parlay piece here. But that's about all that I like in this game. I don't trust both teams to score or know both teams to score. Don't love the over. Don't love anything else. So I think that this is a spot where you could potentially look at that. Now, Leicester City's minus 240 at home as they take on Blackburn Rovers. Again, Premier League meets championship round two. I actually kind of like Blackburn today. I don't love how Leicester City's looked in the Premier League. They're 14th in the table. But Blackburn, they sit fourth in the championship. This is a team that we could be talking about in our number of months getting promoted. And so I think this has upset potential. I would actually bet Blackburn to advance at plus 320. It is a little bit of a sprinkle, but it is one that I like. Won't be an official show play, but I might play it individually outside of that. Fulham versus Leeds. Fulham's plus 116 at home. I vastly prefer Fulham over 17th place Leeds, who I think may be getting relegated this year. Leeds won their last time out, but this is a tough road spot going up against a Fulham team that is higher up in the table. So I'm going to go Fulham outright win uh, and advance here. I'm not too worried about extra time with these two teams. So give me Fulham today. And then the biggest lopsided of the day, Bristol City. Uh, plus 1,200 taking on Manchester City at minus 550. The question isn't who's going to win, but how many does Manchester City win by? I think they pot a ton of goals here today. I am looking at their team total. You'll find out later on where I have them, but I just think that this is going to be them marching on to the next round. They really care about the Champions League this year. I will say that for City. Um, They have won all these other trophies. That's the one that's eluded them but they would certainly love to add another one to their trophy case if they can, and I think that would be great today. Now, NBA-wise, 10 games happening, but we're only going to look at three today. The first being Milwaukee minus 5.5 against Brooklyn. Now, this one is one that you kind of have to wait all the way up until tip-off, which is a bit of a gamble, especially given if this guy goes, then you're probably going to see this line skyrocket a bit. But Giannis, he is a game-time decision. No Ben Simmons for Brooklyn. If you even want to bet it straight up right now, I wouldn't be upset by it. Minus five and a half when you got Middleton, Holiday, and all those guys. I think they could go in on the road and win even without Giannis. But we could see some line movement depending on what how he gets ruled for this game. So that's one to monitor today, but I do like the Bucks side. I also kind of like the Lakers today. They are taking on Memphis, who are minus eight and a half at home. Bit of a rivalry game, especially after that Shannon Sharp incident. Just a a few weeks or months ago, I don't even remember how long ago that was. That was a pretty crazy moment. But the Lakers, they're playing well. They're coming in on a three-game win streak. We know there's no LeBron for the next number of weeks. But I'm kind of digging them with that number of points. Um, They certainly are a much better well-rounded team since the deadline. So maybe would be worth a look at the Lakers to cover. I don't know if they win outright, but certainly cover against Memphis. And then Minnesota and the Clippers. Clippers are minus six and a half. They're officially my team to beat in the West, regardless of how they've played over their last 10 games. I think covering versus the lowly T-Wolves is a good spot to play tonight. Kawhi, Paul, George, and Russ may have blown that lead against the Kings the other night, but I think they win big tonight against Minnesota. NHL-wise, we got 10 games happening there, but I'm only looking at three tonight. Definitely not going back to that Detroit and Ottawa game. So we're going to start with Kings and Jets. Jets are minus 140 at home. 
looks like we're getting Copley and Hellebuck going tonight. But the Jets are on a three-game losing streak, and I actually really like the Kings. They're pretty solid on the road. They're 16-11-6 on the year, and they're playing much better. They have the hotter goaltender as well. I just think it's a good road upset, so I really love this Kings play today. Seattle's minus 150 on the road against the Blues, and minus 150, it may be a little bit juiced for some people's likings, but I like it. I would play a straight-up money line. I would even play it in regulation. I like it that much. We're getting Jones and Bennington tonight. Should be a good matchup. But Seattle, they're much more to play for for them. They have lost three straight. St. Louis have lost five straight. The Kraken need this victory tonight to get back on track, to have a hope of being in the playoffs in the West. So I really like Seattle tonight at minus 150 or in regulation at plus 107. And then Islanders in Minnesota is another one that I'm going to monitor. It won't be a show play yet, but could be later on in the day. Sorokin and Gustafson in net tonight. I just think that Sorokin's been really solid. He's won three of his last four starts. I do think that this is going to be a bit of a lower scoring game. Shocker, an Islanders game is low scoring. But I like them on the road tonight. Not an official play, as I said, but could be worth a sprinkle later on in the day. And then we got seven ranked games happening in college basketball and lots of other great ones. I mean, you've got the Duke-NC State game that's an unranked one and quite a few others. So let's look at number six, Marquette. They're, number, they're minus seven and a half taking on Butler today. And I like the fact that Marquette is eight and three on the road against the spread. Butler, they do cover at home well, but I just think that Marquette's offensively, they're going to overwhelm Butler tonight. They've also won and covered three of their last four traveling to Butler. So I think that shows that they know how to go into their building and win games. Now we got Clemson versus number 13, Virginia at minus six and a half. But I kind of like Clemson and it's tough because they've looked really bad outside of the last week. They had luckily got back on track against NC State and Syracuse. But this is a game that they really need. If they could go out and pick up a win over Virginia, it goes a long way in them getting into the tournament because they're kind of hovering on that bubble right now. You lose this game tonight, then you got to pick up some wins down the stretch. So I feel like this is their first matchup of the year. I know Virginia's coming off two straight losses, but I think that Clemson finds a way to cover. Not a show play, but definitely one to keep an eye on. Iowa and number 15, Indiana. Indiana's minus five and a half at home. Now, Iowa, they're brutal at covering on the road. They're 3-6-1. and one compared to Indiana, who are 10-5 and five against the spread at home. Indiana have also won four in a row at home. They've covered three of those. And Iowa has won just one of their last five on the road. Um, so I really like Indiana here. Um, they've also covered three of their last four at home against Iowa. And I know Iowa's riding high after that comeback win against Michigan State. But I just feel like, as I said earlier, Indiana's the team to watch in the Big Ten, especially heading into the tournament. So... That would be certainly my lean for this one tonight. Texas Tech, they're taking on Kansas, was minus 10 last night. Now it's down to minus 9.5. I still can't get behind what I would consider a double-digit spread because you need 10 to, for them to win by 10 in order to cover this number. And I just can't get behind it with how Tech have been playing. I love Kansas long-term. think that they're a team that you should definitely be looking to bet heading into March Madness. Definitely worth a futures look for sure, but... Man, this is tough because Texas Tech, they've been they've been trying to grind it out the last little while. And they have an outside shot at the tournament. A win here for them would be massive of potentially getting into the tournament. I don't see them winning outright, but I also don't see them folding. 
and losing by double digits. So I'm staying away. Just not a game that I like. Definitely one that you could watch tonight, though. Should be an entertaining one for sure. Number 24, Texas A&M. Minus five and a half against Ole Miss. And I kind of like A&M on the road. Not enough to play it, but the, all the numbers point towards an A&M big victory. Ole Miss are 5-10-1 covering at home. A&M have covered seven of their last 10 road games. Ole Miss haven't covered four of their last five at home either. They're one of the worst teams in the SEC, if not the worst team. So it's just not a team that I can get behind. And I know that A&M, they're coming in. They might overlook them a little bit. That's what concerns me is that they've got bigger matchups, um, bigger teams to fry down the road. And I just don't think that it's a great spot for them. But I would look at A&M, maybe a money line even if you want to play that just for a parlay. But five and a half is quite a few points given that this is a lowly Ole Miss team. Arkansas, number 12, Tennessee. Tennessee's minus six and a half at home. Now, Arkansas, they just played Bama really tight on the weekend. It's whether or not they can turn around and do it again. And they're going up against a tough Volunteers defense. Tennessee, though, they're 5-1 and one in their last six at home, and they covered four of those games. So that's what concerns me here. I kind of am leaning Tennessee. Just feels like a spot where maybe Arkansas is a little bit depleted after that loss to Bama, and then Tennessee comes in and picks up a big win, but not enough for me to play it. Definitely watch this game, though. Should be entertaining. And then the late-night game to watch has to be number 18, San Diego State, taking on Boise State. Boise's minus one and a half at home. Definitely not one that I'm betting, but I would love to watch this one. San Diego State, they've soared up the rankings, but that could be halted really quickly with this tough road spot against Boise State. So it's a stay away, but it's definitely one to watch if you're up late playing some money. All right, so last call pick segment. This is where we go through and give our six betting plays for today. But before we dive into those, we got to play the video. So Last Mountain Distillery is family owned and operated in Lumsden, Saskatchewan. The heart of grain country, Saskatchewan's first micro distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their great products, whether it's their old fashioned, their dill pickle vodka or regular vodka. Really love to support local. So go check out Last Mountain Distillery. So with that, let's head over. Let's give you our six plays for today. And it starts on the pitch. Manchester City team total over two and a half at minus 134 for one and a half units. Again, I think this is going to be a beat down. I know that it's a road game, but City have looked a lot better recently, especially on the goal scoring front. I could see them pouring in three, four, maybe five goals. This is all lineup dependent. I am hopeful to see some of their better guys out there. Hope that they're not focusing too much on other competitions. But if we get some of their best Man City team total over two and a half. I also like Fulham Moneyline. Again, Fulham, I just think, are the superior side. They're playing at home against the Leeds team that could end up getting relegated. So I love this spot. Give me Fulham Moneyline. I'm going to take the Hoosiers in college basketball minus five and a half at home. Again, I was riding super high after that major comeback, but I think that this is a major letdown spot for them. Again, I really love Indiana long term. I think that they're the Big Ten team that if you're going to bet them come tournament time, might be worth like a Final Four look honestly. So like this Indiana team a lot, think that they cover at home today. 
and I was maybe a little bit overrated with that comeback against Michigan State. Then I'm going to play Marquette, minus 7.5 versus Butler. This is my favorite play of the day. It's two units. Butler, <laughs> let's just call it what they are. They're a bad basketball team. Marquette's going to show us why they're the superior opponent tonight. They're going to win by double digits on the road. I have been in this spot before, and Butler's burned me. I don't think that's going to happen with Marquette tonight, though, so give me the Golden Eagles. I like the Kings' money line against the Jets. Jets are not playing great right now. Love how Copley has looked in net for them as well. Feels like this team's revitalized with him in between the pipes, so give me the Kings' money line. And then to cap it off, we're going to play the Kraken in regulation at plus 107 for one and a half units. I said I like the money line, might even put a couple units on it. I just don't see a scenario where the Blues win, even at home. Seattle much better on the road as well. So give me the Kraken to win in regulation. But really appreciate everyone who tuned into the show today. Always love the support that we get on this show. Love doing it every single morning. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Might even have some golf. Maybe we'll wait for Thursday. We'll see how the lines look tomorrow. But definitely appreciate you all. And we'll see you guys tomorrow for the Competitive Hedge Podcast.